The following program was paid for by Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. The views and opinions expressed on Answers Live are not necessarily those of the staff and management of the station. Management has not investigated the claims made during this program. The views and medical recommendations of guests on Answers Live are not necessarily those of Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. As always, consult your health professional regarding any medical decisions. Welcome to Answers Live, your community medical connection, making a partnership of good health. The studio lines are open for your calls and questions. Call 973-267-9687. Now, here's your host, Tom Wood. Good morning and welcome to Answers Live, your community medical connection, creating a partnership of good health. I'm your host, Tom Wood from Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialist. As always, Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialist is the largest subspecialized group in the state with seven offices located throughout New Jersey, our newest one located in Somerset County in Bedminster. But our main office is there for you, and the number to get us is 973-285-7800. And you can reach us online and learn more about us at ansdocs.com. Again, it's ansdocs.com. Um, another email address I want to give you is my new um, Answers Live website, which is AnswersLiveNJ.com. Again, it's AnswersLiveNJ.com that you can go to and listen to all my sh- previous shows. All the shows that I do will be uploaded. It usually takes about a week or two to get up there. Also, there's an area where you can uh, send me emails and give me uh, recommendations on the show and what you want to hear and so on and so forth. Again, Answers Live is available for you. Um, today I'm doing a really good, interesting show. It's called Flu 2013-2014. Um, as you know, last year I did a, a flu show also, but every year I want to get it uh, down and get it out to you. The information changes every year on the flu, but it's so important because we all, hopefully not all of us, but most of us will suffer from that. Uh, my guest today is Alina Newberger, Dr. Alina Newberger, and she's from E-Medical Offices Urgent Care. Uh, they're a division of EMA, which I had on a couple uh, months ago, some of the guests from there from the Emergency Medical Associates. But um, E-Medical Offices is kind of a new thing in, in the state, and there's six of their offices. The ones um, I'm going to let you know about today, one is in Berkeley Heights at 369 Springfield Avenue. The number there, again, so get your pens out for all these information, is 908 908- Four six four six seven zero zero, and they have another one in Hillsborough. So those are the two local ones to us. Good morning, Dr. Newberger. Good morning. So nice to have you on the show today. Uh, before I get into the actual topic of the flu, uh, just let us know a little bit about uh, you and eMedical Offices. Uh, my name is uh, Alina Newberger. I work out of our Berkeley Heights office for the most part, but I also go to uh, Middletown, which is our um, office down the shore. Berkeley Heights and Middletown are our oldest locations. Uh, Berkeley Heights has been there for 26 years. Um, um, we do have newer offices that we're opening. Uh, another one is in Hackettstown, uh, Vernon. Where, um, I uh, we are a walk-in clinic, an urgent care office, and uh, we are staffed by both emergency room doctors and family doctors, such as myself. Uh, we see patients of all ages, uh, but it's always a good idea to call ahead of time to see if the doctor on call will see young children. Um, and we are very convenient. Our waiting time is uh, is low, certainly much lower than uh, emergency rooms. Um, and, and that's very important because of course uh, we are available 12 hours a day during the week and 9 hours on weekends 
and um, uh, our patients are very happy with uh, with the convenience we offer and the, and the care they, they receive. That's great. So it's somewhere where we can go without waiting the um, times in the ER. Because a lot of times you don't need that ER visit. If you just need basic stuff or even a little more advanced, you can go to the e-medical offices, and you do have emergency physicians and family uh, practice, uh, family medicine doctors to help you. So today's topic we're going to discuss is the flu. Um, a lot of people, of course, know about the flu, but do we really know what we should know about the flu? So again, let's start with basics. What, what is the flu? Uh, the flu is a, a contagious respiratory illness that's viral in nature. Um, the, vi- the flu virus is different than other upper respiratory viruses that we're familiar with, uh, such as the one causing the common flu, the usual runny nose that you get. The flu is different in the sense that it's a systemic infection. Uh, you will feel it more than in our, uh, your upper respiratory um, tract. Um, and um, it's, um, uh, we fear it for two reasons. One, it's very contagious. And two, it can cause complications in people who are prone to them. Right. And it differs uh, from the common cold, as you said, um, in the sense of the uh, extensive body uh, involvement on this. Uh, there's a couple of differences. Uh, the first of, of, of them is uh, the way it comes in. The, in the case of the common cold, you can uh, describe the onset over a couple of days. Right. It's progressive. However, in the cold, it's going to be a couple of hours. You wake up okay, and then by noon, you feel like you want to sleep for two days. So it comes on very quickly. Uh, also, the, the common cold tends to um, manifest more with a runny and stuffy nose while the flu is um, will give you fever, chills, uh, cough, and a sore throat. Muscle and body aches can be severe, um, headaches, fatigue, and it can uh, and it's definitely longer than the flu. You can be out of um, you know your normal activities such as work for uh, right. anywhere from three to five days. Right. And I've seen some people get the flu; they get hit hard. Um, who is at risk mostly for contracting the flu? I mean, I'm middle aged, so I always think that I'm, uh, I can avoid it. Um, who is at most risk, or is everyone? Um, everyone is at risk. Um, flu, uh, like I said, is very contagious. Um, People can be infected by um, even staying six feet away from an infected person. It's transmitted through respiratory droplets um, and also from touching surfaces to a lesser extent. So anybody can get it. But what is significant is um, that how, how badly you get it. If you're a health, young and healthy adult, you, will st- you can still expect, expect to be um, to have to stay home for three to four days. But if you're a debilitated older adult or a child, then um, um, then you can be sick for a week or longer and you can uh, get some complications also. Okay. Since it's an actual virus, um, people walk around with the antibacterial sprays. And yesterday I was at an event and someone said, oh, I'm sick. Could the antibacterial uh, prevent um, the flu? Now, I know it's bacterial opposed to viral, but people still think that. Is is it possible? Uh, no, the antibacterial will not uh, prevent uh, uh, contagion for the uh, for the main reason that it will only reduce contagion that you the, uh, the, the virus you get from surfaces, but okay. the main transmission is person to person. Right. So, yes, it, it may uh, lower the viral load of a, of a counter that you're going to touch, right. but uh, the person to person transmission, that's through handshakes, um, just speaking, coughing, sneezing, that is not, not going to prevent. Okay. What, when does the flu season start? Okay, we're in um, around November now, so I wanted to get the show out there. But when does, when does this virus kind of, I guess it moves up from the south? Is that kind of where? Because it, it, what makes it a season? What, what causes the flu to, 
We're fine all summer. Now the flu season's coming. What, what happens? Um, the uh, the flu season starts as early as October uh, and it extends as late as May. Okay. Um, however, it peaks between January and February. And the reason for this is that uh, people are... Um, uh, spend more time in close quarters in in the winter, so that's why the contagion is much higher than in the uh, than in the warmer season. Um, now, flu viruses circulate uh, all over the globe, so um, they usually will um, settle in in this country in our cold season. Okay, so that makes sense. Why in in the winter um, you have to worry about it? Okay, we got into what the flu is. Um, who is the most contagious now? Um, I guess my next question is um, the vaccine. Um, what is the vaccine? Um, how does the vaccine uh, prevent us? So we'll stage them in questions in little, I guess, segments. But what is the vaccine? Um, the va- vaccination is the main way to protect yourself from the flu because uh, you can't bank on the fact that you'll stay away from people who are infected. Some of them uh, will transmit the virus before they even get sick or maybe they come back to work before they're 100 percent better. Um, so your, your best bet is to be vaccinated. Since uh, 2010, the CDC recommendation has been to vaccinate all individuals older than six months. Um, If you're a young and healthy adult, the reason for this is not just to reduce your own chance of getting infected, but also to protect the people in your life who might be uh, more prone to complications, such as the elderly, children, people with chronic diseases. Um, That is why uh, everybody should uh, be vaccinated. Okay. Um, what does the what does the I guess the flu virus protect us against? We as as even me educating more and more. You hear different things. People saying influenza A, influenza H three, H one, all these different technical terms. So what does that actually mean to to I guess say our our you know our listener base and me that that we don't really know what that actually means. So when we hear that, what makes the flu vaccine every year different? Uh, there's uh, two uh, main types of flu, type A and type B. Uh, type A causes uh, more cases of uh, more uh, more serious disease and more deaths, um, and but type B uh, creates plenty of morbidity also. Um, so cl- uh, historically, the flu vaccine has been made out of three strains of flu. Two type A influenza viruses, the H1N1 California, and then the H3N2 Victoria, and one influenza B virus, which is the Massachusetts virus. Uh, what's new this year is that a fourth strain had been added, and that's the B Brisbane virus. The, uh, the reason for this is that um, there are two type B viruses that circulate, and this year um, the the idea is to eliminate the guesswork as to which one we would see in this country uh, by including both in the quadrivalent vaccine. Okay. Um, I want to ask you a few more questions about that just to, to um, explain it to me uh, as well as the listeners, but I do have a call here. Um, hold on. Uh, Bianca from Fairfield. Hi, you're on the air, Answers Live with Dr. Newberger. Okay, thank you. Hi, Dr. Newberger. Hello. Yes, my question to you is I've never, ever had the flu shot um, before and now that I'm getting older and this, this apparently the season's supposed to be really bad, they're telling me my you know friends and everybody, oh, you should really get the shot. And I don't know, what do you think I should? Should I get the shot? I mean, I never had it. So what's the sense now? I mean, how? I mean, I think I have enough antibodies, you know, to protect myself. What do you think? Well, um, may I ask how old you are? I'm going to be fifty. 
Oh, okay. Uh, there is a very strong recommendation that everybody over 65 should have it. Now, as I said, the current guidelines are to get everybody vaccinated, so that's always a good idea. Um, now, if you've never been vaccinated before, that actually means your chance of getting the flu is, if anything, a little higher. There's always a little bit of residual uh, protection from the previous season in people who got it last year. Um, the scientists try to predict which virus we'll see, and they make the vaccine with that, but some Sometimes the strains remain the same from year to year. So you might actually have less protection from the previous seasons than, than others. Uh, you also have to ask yourself, what will happen if you got, get if you do get the flu? Uh, would it be a problem um, uh, for, for you at work to take the week off? Do you have anybody to care for? I mean, you have to right. think uh, with the flu, you'll have to be in bed for a, at a minimum of two or three days. You, you'll be tired. You'll have a fever. Would that cause a problem in your life or not? Yes. Okay. Would <laughs> well, that goes right into my other question. I work with a lot of people, and um, sometimes you know they uh, they get the flu or they get sick or whatever. Could I be a carrier and bring it home to my family? You can. Very few people are carriers. Uh, the bigger problem is if you do get infected, and then you will have no symptoms for twenty four to forty eight hours, um, or or even longer, and you can't transmit it uh, during that time to the I people see. around you. I see. Okay. Well, well, thank you very much. You put me at ease a little bit, and now I know what to do. You're very welcome. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Great show. Thank you so much, Bianca. Thank you. Okay, that was Bianca from Fairfield. That was a, actually a good question because um, a lot of us now work in small offices um, where we're very close quarters to people. So that was a good question about it. can we be a carrier, so on and so forth. But So it's 24 hours is when you're kind of incubating before you get the symptoms? It's uh, longer than that. That's, okay. that's a minimum. At a minimum, it can be a day before you get symptoms, but it can be up to three days. Okay. Uh, do pe are there people that can be exposed to the flu and just don't get it? Um, they have their own stronger immune system or... Can, will you get the flu if you're exposed to it without being vaccinated? No, there are a few th a few people who have who have immunity, and yes, there are people like Bianca who have never gotten the flu before. Um, however, there's there's not a lot of them. Um, right. I I don't have the exact numbers of how many, but I can't imagine it's too high of a percentage. Most people are susceptible to the flu. It's it's a fairly aggressive virus. Okay, I don't want to drink some myself, but I haven't had it yet. But you know this year I'm going to be calling you now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I want to go back to the question. We were talking about the uh, vaccines, and you were you were going through um, different names with the um, influenza B virus, the, called it the Massachusetts virus. Or um, yes. So break this down again for me. So every year the scientists look at the previous year's virus, yes. and they – try to predict um, if there's going to be a new one. And the difference between this year's vaccine and last year's vaccine is a fourth uh, virus that they're maybe anticipating is in the mix. Is that what it is? Uh, yes, correct. So the uh, the type B um, influenza virus that they're including this year, the Brisbane virus, is um, not as aggressive as type A. Um, however, children are more prone to it. So the quadrivalent vaccine might be a better choice for children and uh, people caring for children uh, for that reason. So while it's, it's, uh, it won't give as many complications as the type A viruses, it will still create morbidity, lost work time, and um, out-of-school time for children. Okay. So that's great. Um, I'm going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk a little bit more about children uh, with the vaccine, because I know parents are always questioning, should I get it or should I not? So when we get back, we're going to talk about children and the virus. I'm Tom Wood of Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. 
Suffering from neck or back pain can truly disrupt your life. Every day I hear of the stories of people whose lives have been devastated by nerve pain, but who are afraid to see a neurosurgeon. They're scared of surgery. But at Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists, we make getting back to the life you want possible using a variety of minimally invasive treatments. Our group of specialists are among the best trained doctors in the state, the leaders in stroke and minimally invasive spine and brain tumor procedures, and we view surgery as the last option. Don't be afraid to end your pain. Trust Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. We have eight offices throughout New Jersey and are affiliated with most healthcare systems. Call 973-285-7800 or visit us at ansdocs.com. That's ansdocs.com. Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialist. We've truly got your back. Jersey's home for classic goldies, WMTR. Welcome back to Answers Live. I'm your host, Tom Wood. I'm here this morning with Dr. Alina Newberger from E-Medical Offices. Uh, she's uh, working out of the Berkeley Heights office at 369 Springfield Avenue. Again, to reach Dr. Newberger, it's 908-464-6700. Uh, we left on break talking about the flu. Um, we got some really good information about the vaccines that are out this year. We left a little bit, um, and I said I'd get back and we'd speak about children. Um, just go over again, um, ages, when should a child be vaccinated? Um, everybody over six months should be vaccinated. So uh, the only children who will not receive the vaccine um, are the ones under six months. Uh, however, there is a strong recommendation that their mothers and fathers should be vaccinated to keep the disease away from them because while the vaccine is not to be used under that age, they still can get the flu. Um, the other thing is um, between the trivalent and quadrivalent vac vaccine, right. uh, the children um, would do better with a quadrivalent, even though uh, the trivalent is, is very good also. Now, this year, for the first time, we've, uh, we've had the quadrivalent vaccine, but also a couple of other vaccine options, some of which are not to be used under age 18. So the children will not qualify for the egg-free vaccine or the, uh, the high-dose vaccine. So um, it's, it's just, um, uh, that's a question to address with your healthcare provider. But if you have a choice between the trivalent and quadrivalent, I would pick the quadrivalent for children. Okay. Now, saying those terms to me, what is that actually? T types of um, vaccines? Um, quad meaning, I guess, the four. So there's the um, a vaccine to cover the four strains where the trivalent only covers the three. Is that what it means? Uh, correct. The trivalent is um, the one we've had last year and the year before that. Again, it's made with new virus uh, strains today, uh, this year, but it's um, it's similar. So it protects against the three strains, while the quadrivalent adds in the fourth. Um there are two types of this uh, quadrivalent vaccine. There is an injection and a nasal spray. Uh, the nasal spray uh, is, uh, um, is is the only one. Uh, the nasal spray only comes in a quadrivalent. So if you're going to go to your doctor and request a nasal spray, it is going to be the quadrivalent. The uh, the uh, trivalent uh, comes in uh, an injection. Okay. Well, I, I I'm not a big fan of injections, so. Um Maybe I will go this year for the quadrivalent. Um, all right, to be honest with you, the reason I haven't uh, uh, gotten the flu vaccine is I'm always afraid um, because I shouldn't say I never got it. I got it about maybe 20 years ago, and I, I felt sick afterwards. And I, I got maybe 24 hours, 48, I thought I had the flu or what I thought was like the flu. But from hearing people um, what it is, I didn't have the flu. But I didn't feel good. But why, So why do you feel sick? 
And I think that's what people are afraid of is that I'm going to get in, I'm going to feel sick, I'm going to miss work for a day or two. Uh, the flu shot may cause mild side effects, such as uh, the ones you've mentioned, that are sometimes mistaken for the flu, such as uh, low-grade fever, muscle pain, and fatigue. But uh, these are actual signs of immune system activation. So they're signs that your body is producing the antibodies it's supposed to in response to the vaccine. And it by no means means uh, that you got the flu from the vaccine. Right. Uh, the vaccine is not made with live virus. It's a killed virus or a viral protein. So um, you, you're not getting the flu. You're just, um, what you're experiencing is your body is actually doing its job in, in response to the vaccine. And if you don't get those symptoms, it doesn't mean that you didn't build up antibodies. It just means you're more sensitive, you're to, more it. sensitive to it All if right. you do. So stressing to the listeners, the flu vaccine will not give you the flu. Correct, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. So that's good. That's uh, I hear it and um, I have to just take a hold of and probably get the nasal um, injection. How effective is it? How effective is the flu vaccine? If I, if I get the um, flu vaccine, will I not get the, virus, uh, the flu this year? Uh, unfortunately, uh, we can't say that. I, I wish we could, but we can't. Um, historically, its effectiveness has ranged between 50% and 75%, um, with a somewhat disappointing 56% last year. Ah. It is too early to tell for this year because um, the virus mutates so much. But uh, the effectiveness also varies with um, with age and health status of, uh, of each individual, and also with uh, how good of a match there is between the expected and the actual strains of the virus. Okay. Um, you mentioned something last year was only 56%. So will last year's vaccine protect me this year at all? Uh, it's hard to tell. It depends on which strain you get. Okay. Uh, there's always a very slight um, protection that you get from last year's vaccine. Uh, but the recommendation is that everybody gets a vaccine every year. Uh, not only the immunity wanes from last year, but new strains will likely circulate this year. Okay, so that was key. What you said is the um, the immunity does wane. So your body does build up this um, immunity, but over time, it actually, I guess, weakens itself because it wasn't exposed or didn't get sick. So it, it kind of that is the case with all vaccines. Um, as you know, uh, even other vaccinations require boosters um, um, every a certain number of years. Right. Uh, but the flu vaccine does not even cover as many years as, um, let's say, the tetanus would protect you. Okay. So um, let's use a scenario. Um, I didn't get the flu vaccine, so now I have the flu. Um, what is this Tamiflu? A lot of people I hear say, oh, go to your doctor and you want to get on Tamiflu. From last year's show, and for those who didn't listen to it, there's a specific time period that you have to start that. Could we talk about Tamiflu and, and what that actually does? Uh, yes, Tamiflu is an antiviral that targets the flu virus and kills it, but only if, it find, only if you start taking it during the active replication time of the virus, which is uh, going to be the first day you got sick and maybe the second. Uh, now, we see very few people in that time uh, frame because um, some people will just uh, stay home for a couple of days. For the first day, you don't even want to get out of bed. So we, we see nobody that first day. Um, other people might try to um, take a few days, see if, if they feel better on their own. And by the time they come, day three or four, the effectiveness of the Tamiflu is very low. Um, that's why if you think you might have the flu, it is important to come in um, sooner rather than later to... Um, to benefit from the Tamiflu. Um, again, uh, being in an urgent care office, um, 
I feel this is a good service we provide for the community because you may not get uh, in to see your, doc- your own doctor right. the first day you got sick, uh, but you can always come in to see us. And again, you might have the flu if it came in very quickly, uh, hit you like a ton of bricks, as they say. Right. Uh, you're very fatigued. Um, all you want to do is sleep. You have a sore throat, cough, fever, chills. Uh, that's when you want to come in right away. And does that those symptoms that you characteristic symptoms of who they mentioned do they usually happen in the first twenty four? Is that is that the key? So you know, I get home, I'm just so exhausted, I'm tired, I don't feel good, I feel like I'm having a fever, yeah. and I, and I woke up fine that morning, but now I'm feeling this way right away. Is yes. that a sign? Yes, that's definitely a sign. As I said before, if it took you a couple of days to of not feeling well, and the symptoms have been progressive and not very severe, then there's a higher chance that it's a different virus. Should always come in to to. Um, to to know for sure, but right. that's a good gu- guideline to go by. Okay. Um, for patients who already had the flu, um, say this season, although it's very early, or should they still get the vaccine? Um, yes. There's always, as as I said, there are three or four strains of virus in the vaccine, and you can always get infected with a with a different uh, strain. So. Um, Plus, there is no way to know for sure that you did have the flu. Um, right. Viruses are, um, while they're different, they're also similar in how, how they make you feel. And um, since there's there's no way to know which strain you got, or even if it was the flu, for sure, then there's always a better bet to, to, do get, to get the vaccine. Okay. So listeners like Bianca, who may not get the vaccine, but now get the flu, can still get the vaccine after they, they get better. Correct. Okay. Um, what is the best practice for sending children to school um, or going to work when you're experiencing flu-like symptoms? Um, my children are getting older now, so I don't have to worry as much. But I know when they were younger, you know, um, there's always, if they have a fever, don't send them. If they have, w- what is your experience with that? Uh, well, the reason we see so much uh, flu in schools is because um, the 24-hour fever-free guideline doesn't quite apply to the flu. Um, the 24-hour fever-free applies better to um, bacterial infections and other viruses. However, with the flu, children can still transmit the uh, the virus up to seven days after um after the onset of symptoms. Wow. So you can always use your best judgment uh, and your particular child's situation. Um, I would I would definitely keep them home the whole time they're not feeling well and only send them back when, when they're 100%, not so much for their uh, own good, but for their classmates' right. uh, benefit also. Okay. Um, in closing of the show, we're getting towards the end of the show, um, what do you feel their best prevention measures um, for staying healthy this season? And what are some other winter-related illnesses that we should worry about? Um, the, the best way to uh, prevent the flu other than getting vaccinated is to avoid uh, close contact with people who appear sick. As I said, that's not foolproof because some may not be sick yet and still transmit it. The other thing is to stay home when you are sick. Um, to cover your mouth and nose when you sneeze and, and cough, um, to clean your hands frequently with uh, wash with uh, water and soap, um, to avoid touching your eyes, nose, or mouth, especially when you're out and about in your in your workplace or in, out in the community, and just practice other good health habits. Um, clean and disinfect frequently touched surfaces at home, work, or school, especially when someone's ill. Uh, get plenty of sleep. Be physically active. 
um, drink plenty of fluids, eat nutritious foods, uh, manage your stress. Easier said than done, right? Oh my but. God! Yeah, it's much much easier said than done. And what what do you see um, at the urgent center in the winter? What are some other um, common illnesses that you see in the winter that you can give some advice for people? Uh, actually, the cold. Let's go through that. What can you do for the cold? There's so many things all over the market. There's zinc. There's this pill. There's that pill. To, can you really do anything to help the cold? Um, or just let to it run help its the course. cold, you can. Uh, you can help the symptoms. You can't really um, help how how long the virus is in your system. So uh, once you have an upper respiratory infection, um, the best thing is to um, to to try and, and rest, uh, get plenty of sleep, eat right. If you if your symptoms are very bothersome, zinc and uh, nasal irrigation uh, work somewhat, especially in the beginning. Um, Unless you have contraindications, anti-inflammatories always work well. Um, things like a leave and aspirin. Um, I still think aspirin, while while uh, not very fancy, is uh, more effective in the common cold than uh, lots of things they sell in the medicine aisle at the supermarket. Really? So yeah. if you're going to get one thing, just um, aspirin will reduce the inflammation, which is the the main way that the virus makes you miserable. Right. It induces this inflammation in your upper respiratory tract that translates into uh, most symptoms of the of the cold. Um, you're right on that. I'm th- as, as you said, I'm thinking about aspirin. I mean. I don't think I've taken an aspirin in 10 or 12 years because no. this ibuprofen, Advil, all that stuff comes out. But uh, um, Ibuprofen and Advil are good medicines for things that you know are not going to be there in four hours when the medicine wears out. Um, that wears off. That's, uh, that's how long it stays in your system. Um, aspirin is there for uh, you know, 9 to 12 hours, so it'll give you longer relief. Uh, with uh, Advil and Ibuprofen, you, you treat the inflammation, but in a few hours, it rebounds. Wow. Okay, so that's interesting. So um, maybe I will start doing the the uh, the aspirin thing. This show is very interesting. Uh, that the the walk away from this show is definitely. I think everyone uh, should get their vaccine. I'm being a little hypocritical because I haven't had it, but I think maybe this year now that there's a uh, a nasal spray, um, I might venture in and, and give it a shot, and I could report to all my listeners how how well I did. I want to thank you again. It was Dr. Alina Newberger from uh, E-Medical Offices in Berkeley Heights. Again, it's 369 Springfield Avenue. To reach Dr. Newberger, it's 908-464-6700. Again, uh, I'm Tom Wood from Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. Our main office is at 310 uh, Madison Avenue in Morristown. Our number is 973-285-7800. And again, don't let insurance dictate where you go for the best neurosurgical care in the state. Come see us. If you're suffering from back pain or any other neurological, come see us first and we'll take care of you. Again, thank you so much for listening and I will speak to you all next Sunday. Have a wonderful day. Join us again next week for Answers Live, your community medical connection making a partnership of good health. The preceding program was paid for by Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. The views and opinions expressed on Answers Live are not necessarily those of the staff and management of the station. Management has not investigated the claims made during this program. The views and medical recommendations of guests on Answers Live are not necessarily those of Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. As always, consult your health professional regarding any medical decision.